and welcome to the What's Career Got to Do With It podcast, where we hope to provide a space for honest conversation and information that encourages a listener to take the next steps in their career journey. Wherever you are at this process, we hope that this episode will meet you with affirmation, guidance, and maybe some laughs along the way. On today's episode, we will discuss and answer or many to the question, when is the right time to change paths? This is a deep one. Mm. This is a deep one. Never stay in the same place forever. <laughs> as you can. Consistency. So, I mean, let me open it up this way, right? The two of you, have you been in the same career for the whole entire time that you've been employed? No, I... I thought I was going to be playing football on Sunday and then, <laughs> well, uh, you know, some height differences. And size. Yeah. yeah. Didn't work. Didn't How about you, Angela? No, I, I, no I'm definitely not. Um, I started out in as an athletic trainer on the field, on the football field. Yeah, and and I thought I was going to be a neurosurgeon. <laughs> well, there you have it. So <laughs> that kind of answers the question, what is the right time <laughs> to change paths? And to me, I think really it's when you have this feeling that something is not completely fulfilling you and you feel like you could potentially provide more in a different space. I think that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind for me. What about you guys? For me, it- it's more so along the lines of where is my health at and not just your physical health it's the overall spectrum of health or from a wholeness perspective looking at our spiritual emotional uh, mental physical health yes Uh, and taking those all into consideration and Sometimes those are going to decline, and it's not just your work or life balance that that causes those to decline. It's numerous factors, life changes that may impact those, but it's when things that are not supposed to be making those things suffer, cause them to suffer. And that could be something along the lines of things that are either outside of your control or even within your control. And sometimes the best way to take retake control of our health is to make a transition step. So I always think about it from that standpoint. Um, I'm, I'm going to leave with this as a question my mom always asks my brother and I, are you happy? And if you're not, you need to find a way to get there. And so with that, you know, for me, it's just a gut instinct. I know that this is not right and I got to figure out how to how to make it right again. And like you were saying, Rudy, finding that balance is, is so key. Am I drained every time I leave where, whatever I'm doing or am I just tired because I work today and I can be refreshed tomorrow and go again? Yeah, and I'm going to be honest to y'all. I'm I'm not a fan of the word pivot. <laughs> I'm not. I don't watch Friends. Sorry <laughs> to everybody that watches the TV show Friends. Um, I think there's some weird studies out there about like generational differences of when people watch Friends and it's a resurgence of it. <laughs> Whatever. But the the point is like pivot. No, like I don't look at it as it a pivot either. And so. Every time I hear that question of like changing career paths and making that pivot point, I'm like, why can't we reframe this? So what what do y'all think? Is there like a way to reframe that pivot? Progression. 
Yeah. Um, I had a mentor once um, and it was funny because I was actually on their podcast. And when I was talking, I was talking about my um, pivot from athletics to higher education. And after it was done, um, you know, my mentor said, let's get rid of that word pivot. Right. Um, So um, you can say you decided to explore a new journey. You've excited to you've decided to um, experience new experiences. Right. Because I think she had the same thing, um, a little bit of of anxiety with that word pivot. Um, (laughs) So just thinking about ways to to reframe it. Um, And I think she was also coming from a place of um, definitely um, a little stigma behind women and working in athletics. And you don't necessarily want it to come across as you quit, which I didn't. It was just um, I had the urge to do more in a different way. Um, So finding out the best way for me to relay that without using that word pivot. Yeah, like. Yeah, that part. (laughs) Um, I would just say the progression, um, because when I I look back on where I started and where I am now, there's still an underlying theme of what I'm doing. It's just different spaces, um, and it's spaces that I didn't necessarily think I would be in. And it's like, oh, this works. Mm -hmm. Oh, this feels right. Okay, let's go into the next thing. So that's why I say, you know, just a a, a progression, evolution. Yeah, I I don't I don't like that pivot either. There's this podcast, not this one, (laughs) but there is a podcast out there and it's it's called The Next Right Step. And I think about it often, not because I listened to it all the way through. It was fantastic, and I've had several people give great feedback on it. But really the title for me is is that reframe, the next right step. And it could be changed like next, next best step or next right thing, whatever you want to do, whatever works. And I think about it from that standpoint of – all right, I don't have to think about 20 years down the road sometimes. I know we're trained to do that. What's your five-year plan, 10-year plan? But what step do I need to take that's just the next right thing for me? And there was this this maternal figure in the, the podcast, and everybody has that person in their lives of guiding principle or the person that always says the thing that you need to hear. You mentioned your mentor. You mentioned uh, we've mentioned maternal figures. Uh, I am a mama's boy, definitely. And my mom is always the person, well, what, what do you need? And, and I hear that voice, and I, and I think about it, and I think that is – the thing that we need to ask and to do in our lives when we think about the right time to change of those figures, those people in our lives who are trying to make uh, us to see the things that they may see on the outside. So who are those people to you beyond just your mentor with athletics? Who are those people that are helping you to kind of decide those things? Because I, I want that to be clear, too, in this, is that we're not doing this alone, nor should we have to, unless it's something that we want to do alone. And, and so who are those people in your lives? Yeah, um, I I can't not give credit to my mentors, right? But here's one thing I will say about mentors. Um, I was definitely strategic in picking them and asking them to be a mentor. Um, It was important to me to not seek mentors that were going to always tell me how great of a job I was doing. Um, I had to pick somebody who, um, well, again, for me, it was important to pick somebody who I really oftentimes didn't see eye to eye with 
because I needed that full perspective. Um, so it wasn't just going to be a group of people who were telling me how great I am um, or what I'm capable of. That's great. But I also needed somebody to say, no, that wasn't it. Um, and, and, and again, it was for me to continue to learn and grow. So definitely um, be strategic when you're you're building your board of directors, as, as it's often been um, called as well, too. You know, make sure it's not... It's not your group to fluff you and make you feel happy. The point of it is to learn and grow, and those are good times and bad times as well. Um, But I think also... In the same stretch, outside from mentors, you know, I have my close friends, the ones who know, you know, all the steps that I'm taking. I have my parents. I have grandparents. Um, And, you know, sometimes it could be a stranger where I've just had a conversation with. We were sitting next to each other on a plane, a train or a bus um, and randomly connected about something. So there's value in those small conversations as well. I'm going to coin this the momentary mentor. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yes, there it is. The momentary momentary mentor. Owned and copyrighted by the Duke University Career Center. Bam. Those people that we meet at random. What about you, Angela? Um, I will say, yes, mentors are are very strategic. Um, I picked folks that were not in my industry, had nothing to do with what I was doing. Um, And it, you know, for me... And it's crazy because some of the older ones didn't even go to college. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was very much, let me sit down and talk to you because I've lived life. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes those are the best conversations. And and I absolutely, you know, we all value our education, but sometimes that life experience is a whole nother beast. Um, So, yeah, um, I I definitely, again, have my, my... my family, my parents, um, my brother is an awesome mentor to me. Um, but then I have some folks who, like I said, who are outside of, of, of my industry, um, that have given me some great nuggets and have been very much like Angela. You need to sit down. You need to get your whole life together right now. (laughs) So let's talk about it. But I appreciate that. I, I really do appreciate that. And in the career center, too, we, we talk about this this idea, but also it becomes a reality of helpful humans. Who are helpful humans in our lives? And so they may not necessarily serve as that mentor role or role model figure, but they could be people who spend time with us, encourage us, challenge us, uh, both positively and sometimes negatively. I have a couple of those people who I ideologically really disagree with. But at the same time, they make me think why I came up with something or why I decided to do something. And the idea of a helpful human, too, is to have this this community around you to foster a sense of belonging, but also to foster a sense of purpose, of uh, necessity and need and an understanding and empathy and all these words that somehow blend together and go through our minds and impact our daily lives. But what are your experiences finding those helpful humans? A couple of mine just naturally occurred, thankfully, oh, thankfully, um, just with, um, again, in the surroundings that I was in within athletics, you know, you meet different people, you're traveling to different institutions. Um, I think one underrated 
um, resource is definitely professional organizations. Um, I think we forget about those often, but that is, you know, a one-stop shop for jobs, for networking, for camaraderie, um, and, you know, having people who understand what you're going through as well, too. Um, and that's just by joining the professional net, um, organization that's attached to whatever it is that you are exploring. Um, but like I said, some of them fell. Um, some of them, as I went to different conferences um, and I heard hear them speak, it's like, oh, that is somebody that I want to be connected with and learn more from. Um, that is somebody that I want in my circle. You know, the capacity can be different. So it can be somebody that I'm just touching base with a couple of times out of the year, or this is somebody that I'm, I'm doing some more constant conversation with. But um, I think for me, those were kind of the places either they naturally occurred or, or I met them through professional organizations or I met them at conferences. Um, those were kind of the, the most common ways for me. I think it's the same way for me as well. Um, they did just naturally occur. I sought them out, um, but I, <laughs> I did have some in undergrad where um, I had a, another mentor say, you need to go talk to them. <laughs> and it was a not, you can go if you want to, you need to go talk to them. It was a take yourself over there now. Um, and so things just kind of grew from that point. I respect it so much, Rudy. I see you laughing at me. But it was, I mean, she went into full uh, mama mode on me, if you will. And, and that's how things started happening. I definitely feel that. And for me, it, like it occurs between like this, this space of laughter all the way to intentionality. So like, mm -hmm. it's the people you find yourself laughing with. And you're like, oh, I actually kind of have developed some sort of trust with you. And I feel like I can bounce this off you and actually really enjoy like the banter we have, but also the commonality sharing ideas. And that's going to propel us into something. And then there's the go talk to this person because they are an expert in this or they had a very similar experience. And I, I'm always careful to, to say they've had a, serious, uh, a, a similar experience to other people because we all experience things differently. But there is that very real concept of finding yourself within somebody else's experiences and being able to relate. And I think that can become so helpful as you identify those in, those intentional people that you have reached out to, that you have networked with. I know that is a, another buzzword and <laughs> word with a stigma, but <laughs> okay. in so many ways, it is important to do. And making that intentional effort can definitely make a difference as you start to make that decision of, should I go? Should I stay? What should I do? All of those big questions. And looking at all those and getting back on track because we kind of uh, pivoted a little. <laughs> uh, what, it, can you really do this at any time? Is it something that, that happens just naturally? Or do you have to wait till you're completely ready to, to do something to pivot? No. <laughs> no. What are you ever completely ready for? Right. <laughs> In all honesty, I'm going to say that again because I wanted to sit with people. What are you ever completely ready for? And that's okay. <laughs> I like the pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't I don't think you have to wait until you're completely ready. Um, again, you know, I go back to we are humans. We are meant to evolve. Mm -hmm. um, and as you're evolving, something that may have worked for you for the last, you know, four or five years 
might not be working for you in the same way. Um, do I think you have to be a little smart and strategic? Yes, for sure. As you get older, right? Because there's that financial accountability that's wrapped into that, you know, as you're deciding to change things, you know, do you have kids, do you not have kids, do you have a spouse, all of that. But when you are, are younger and don't have very many things holding you back, um, I think this is my going to be my theme word of this podcast series, but explore, you know, make sure that you can can take care of yourself first um, and make sure what you're going into is going to take care of you first mentally, all of that fun stuff. Um, but, you know, I do think you can decide when you're ready to P word. <laughs> Pivot. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, I don't, like you said, Nicole, I don't think you're ever completely ready. If you take yourself back to being a little kid and maybe you played a sport or you did something, you were already naturally put in somebody's pathway. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't think you're ever ready. Sometimes there's a, a fear of reaching out to somebody. Shoot your shot. Let them say, if they say no, they say no. That means you've just practiced on how to approach somebody. Mm -hmm. um, and then don't take it personally because that person might not be in a space right now to be able to mentor you. Maybe they need some additional um, help or some more mentorship. So I would say don't, don't be scared and just go out there. You're not ever ready. Just shoot your shot. Go out there. And we're a basketball school. Yes. yes. So shooting your shot <laughs> is so – I used that one time at one of our, our workshops, and I felt so embarrassed that I did it. It was in front of the CEO of GoodRx. <laughs> so, I yeah. so I was like, he literally just shared his email, and he is the CEO of a major company. Shoot your shot. <laughs> um, I think – there was this really transformational perspective piece for me when I was working in a medical school. I was an, I was an admissions counselor and recruiter, and there was a prospective student who reached out, and I knew nothing about the student other than they wanted to go to medical school, and so we scheduled a time to speak over Zoom. And as soon as they pop on the screen, I was taken aback, and it's because our natural inclination is to think this age range exists for students to go into medical school. And this person was nowhere even close to this age range. And I looked at them and I was like, I have so many questions of why you would even want to do this. And then they shifted my perspective. Mm -hmm. They challenged me to think about why we even make changes in our life anyways. And without me even asking, they looked at me and said, the reason I want to do this is because this is the best thing I can do with the remaining years I have. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Mm. And that took me completely off guard and made me say, you're right. Like, I can't be the one to tell you no with the time that you have left. So with the time that we have left, like, what are we doing? What is the work that we are doing? And do we need to make that change? Because if that story tells us anything it doesn't necessarily matter what point we're at we can take in other variables into consideration yes but if it really needs to happen and you do have limited opportunities moving forward go ahead and shoot that shot to make that change to take a chance and an opportunity that presents itself and see what happens 
And as you surround yourself with helpful humans and mentors and establish different opportunities, I think you'll find maybe that it might work out or you can take the next right step. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. So as we close today with our traditional closing, what is the right time or when is the right time to change paths? Simply when it feels like it's time to move, when it's feel like when you feel like it's time to find the next step so that you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, I think I would echo that when you feel you'll you'll have a feeling of when, you know, it might be time for me to start exploring something else. Um, This isn't fulfilling me like it once used to. Um, or, um, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, I don't want to seriously upgrade, but I'm ready to jump into the next level of my life. Um, so, um, again, I think it's, it's personal as well too, but I, I don't think there is, you're never going to be ready to make change. Change is unpredictable and fluid. You just got to ride the wave to the best of your ability. I'm going to call upon the Imagine Dragons here. (laughs) And I'm going to think of the song Radioactive. And I think deep in my bones, deep in my bones, there's a line in that song that talks about deep in your bones. And you know when there is time. Listen, be in touch. As you surround yourself with other people, be in touch with what they say. Be in touch with how you're thinking, how you're feeling. And know that those are valid reasons to make a change. And listen. Listen to yourself. Listen to your body. Listen to the people you trust. Develop those. And if you're looking for those people, please come and see us. We will work with you, talk with you through this, and help you to find the next right step. And that next right step for us is ending out this episode. And I hope you will join us next week once again on the podcast, What's Career Got to Do With It?